News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. The government's new climate action plan was approved for public consultation by Cabinet yesterday, outlining how the state intends to close the gap left in previous plans between sectors' emission reduction targets and that overall national goal. Uh, a few minutes ago, I caught up with the Minister for Environment, uh, Eamon Ryan. I began by asking him to talk us through the key points of this plan. Well, the key points is that we need to go further and faster. Um, our emissions are starting to fall. I mean, the ship is turning, but we need to accelerate that. We, uh, the, there was about a, oh, just under 2% reduction last year. We think it'll be more than double that, around double that this year. So there is good news. People need a sense that there is hope here. It's not just an impossible task. Um, Let me just give you some examples on that. Our electricity, emissions from generating electricity come down significantly this year, for obviously different reasons. The renewable power rising, interconnectors with the UK working. Um, So that shows we can make the change. Same in agriculture, which is the one that's probably the most contentious or has been, um, our use of nitrogen fertilisers, artificial, you know, fossil-based fertilisers, we think has fallen about 27% in the last two years, and that's saving farmers money as well as causing emissions. And even in transport, about the hardest area, we're seeing public transport numbers really go grow in a way that no one expected. Um, even this month, we're, we're introducing about 20 new and enhanced rural bus services, and people are responding to that. So it is possible, but the reality is. The scale of change we need to make means we need to go further. And what the climate plan set agreed by Cabinet yesterday, it'll go to public consultation early in the new year, is highlighting some of the additional measures we need to make um, to really double down on the reductions that are happening. And if I was pick maybe just a few examples of that, yeah. in transport, one of the areas where we think we can make a further advance is switching to rail freight and doing that in a really systematic, organised way, particularly through our ports. Um, in industry, to look at measures like what they're called carbon capture and storage, where you would, the likes of cement plant or an uh, incinerator, you would scrub the carbon from the chimney and then store that underground geologically. Um, and another is in agriculture, taking some of the research Chagas have done, uh, using kind of new technology, the likes of these feed additives that help produce methane, um, okay. are some of the examples. Yeah, of the and, and, and I, I, I do want to come back to that new technology in, in a moment, but you mentioned the 4 to 5% projected fall, which is obviously progress, but the point would be it, it's a drop in the ocean. We'll still have to, I think it's, is it over 12% cuts we will need every year until the end of the decade if, if we're to meet our targets. We're still way off where we need to be. Yeah, first of that's an estimate. We're not even at the end of the year yet, and, and it takes a bit of time, but that's just a rough assessment we've done in, in terms of, um, because what's happening is, as I said, renewables, now it's been delayed by delays in our planning system, but we're starting to see solar come through and batteries, and, and that helps balance a low-carbon system. Similarly, in retrofitting your houses, there's been an incredible story there where we're ahead of any any projections. We think there'll be something like 46,000 houses done this year. Versus 37,000 tar- was the target, I think. So it's, you're, exactly. you're well ahead there. So, so, so we're ahead. Again, but though, Minister, right. I, I, hate to be, I hate to be negative because I, I know there are things happening. But, like, that is a drop in news. Like, I, I would love to retrofit my home. I would love to have an electric car. I actually can't afford to do any of those things. I genuinely can't afford to do it at the moment. I think lots mm-hmm. of people are in that situation. 
They are, but there'll be a new loan coming out in February, which will allow a much lower interest rate for exactly that project, doing up people's homes, and that allow people who might have access to cash to be able to, as I might have access to, to the uh, credits because they don't have the cash to be able to, to pay for a project. Well, that'll allow them to get access to them. So, but to go back to your main point, Shane, it is true. Like the scale of this change is beyond compare, and the challenge is huge. Really briefly, uh, you mentioned um, uh, things like carbon capture, some of the technological solutions. Just briefly, there is some criticism from people who would share your your, your green uh, sort of views, saying mm, that's kind of wishful thinking and you're kind of moving away from what really uh, needs to, to happen here, uh, cutting fossil fuel demand rather than hoping new technology will, will, will sort our problems out. Yeah, and I, I agree with those people. I mean, we can't use carbon capture and storage as a get-out-of-jail get card for the fossil fuel industries. This is one of the central issues discussed in the COP negotiations in Dubai two weeks ago. But where we agreed there, and I think most people with an environmental or climate interest agree, that there are certain very, what they call, hard-to-abate sectors, like the steel production, cement production, incineration, where the better approach is to take the carbon out in that process and store it geologically. So it's only to be used in certain specific areas, but I think most people from the environmental background agree it's those sort of areas we do need to do it. Okay. And, that's the, and the benefit of that sort of project is, is that it can give a, re, a large reduction without having put the pressure on the householder or on the consumer. It's at the source of the problem that you tackle it. Now, what we had, uh, what we have at the moment is the Climate Action Plan. There is also going to be a demand managing, management strategy to go along with that. Carol O'Doherty, uh, Caroline O'Doherty writing about that in the Irish Independent today. She's saying it will focus on things like reduced on-street car parking, more bus and bike alloc- allocation, greater pedestrianisation. Uh, is the squeeze going to be on motorists in the new year, do you think? I don't think it, it's never going to work as targeting any one individual, but if I can take Dublin, for example, um, Dublin city centre, we need to give everything out to bring life back into the centre, bring business back into the centre, people living in the centre, shopping in the centre. I think a central part of that can be next summer where we do take out the true traffic. About 60% of the cars coming into the centre are just going through the city to go somewhere else. And, and yes, I, we are going to introduce measures which really does promote a safer walking environment, cycling environment, helps buses get through quicker. Uh, and I think that it, we need to do that for climate reasons. We need to do it because gridlock, uh, um, the car-based system doesn't work. But more than anything else, I think it's also part of the, what I see as the revival of Dublin city centre, creating a really attractive urban place where people come into to feel safe. Okay. In. Minister, two very uh, quick questions. Can I ask you just uh, briefly on the government's decision to take a legal challenge against the UK uh, legacy uh, bill? Why do that when it was pretty obvious it was going to end up in the European court anyway? Uh, It's a political decision, really, isn't it? I mean, for example, the government didn't refer Israel uh, to the International Criminal Court on the basis that the ICC was already looking at it. Why do this when it would already have ended up in the court? You're you're kind of you're kind of provoking a fight with Britain, really, aren't you? No, we're not. No, we're not. I mean, that's the last thing we would want um, for uh, so many reasons. Um, but there is a doesn't hurt politically to be taking on perfidious Albion in the courts. No, no, because we need to cooperate, and, and we we do, and, and we'll continue to. That relationship is hugely important to us. 
Um, but to go back to defending this, the Convention on Human Rights was stitched in as a cornerstone of the Good Friday Agreement. And we are a party to the Good Friday Agreement. We're, the whole purpose of the Good Friday Agreement is to kind of make sure there was a collaborative bilateral approach and involving political parties up north and communities up there, all of whom are, are similarly to ourselves have concerns about this. Okay. There is an advantage where a state takes a case versus some of the private cases you mentioned on, that have been taken in the High Court in Belfast in that uh, it, uh, it can be done more quickly when a state case is taken. Uh, and also, but it, on a point of principle, we are, um, we are the architects of the Good Friday Agreement and the Stormont House Agreement, which was designed to, to work out how we manage these All legacy right. issues. Okay. Okay. And it's, so it's with regret, but I think appropriate for us to take that. Really case. briefly and very finally, uh, Minister, a lot of speculation that people in government are increasingly coming around to the view that they should hold a general election on the same day as the European and local eject, uh, elections in June. Is that something you would favour personally? No, and I've never heard anyone mention it in government, so I don't, I, I don't see what the sense of that would be. We've work to do. This is a stable functioning government. We need to serve our people, to the, in my mind, to the end of our term, to the best of our ability. I, uh, that's the focus. OK, and that was uh, the Minister for the Environment, Eamon Ryan, uh, talking to me just a few minutes ago. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.